Welcome to the Merge Boo Podcast. It seems today that all you see is Survivor on Paramount Plus and podcasts on your phone. But you better be ready. I'm Joel Edmiston. I'm Cody Crane. We want to talk about Survivor. Yeah. Hello, yes. Whoa, you spoke first. Yeah, I jumped in. That's okay. I... If you want to speak first, go ahead. I'm not. I'm not saying like I want to be the one that speaks first, but usually, just I am. So like, it's up to you, though. I only wanted to this time. You can speak first every time if you want. It just, I mean, I'm putting it in your court if you uh, want to. Hello, yes. Okay, and we're back. And it's. Do you want to do this part, saying what the episode was and who we are and all that stuff? Well, they know that we're mer- we did a whole. Intro. We did a merge boot, but but you want to say we're a survivor podcast? What, yeah, what, it's episode it's nine of. Season forty-two of Survivor. Survivor. Well, I think that part goes over mostly, and the title between the title saying season forty-two, Survivor, episode nine, and us saying in the intro, "We love Survivor." It's every episode is somebody's first episode. You got to give the context off the top. You know what I mean? Uh, but the t- the You're, title you, you've been podcasting for longer than me. Yeah, I'm an old vet. You're an old vet. You get, we got It's all old hat. The, the, the main rule of podcasting is your most important part is the first minute, and we're past the first minute now, and I feel like if if uh, somebody's past this first minute, they're a listener for life. Well, I mean, the main part of podcasting, in my opinion, is in the first minute, get in a disagreement and deviate from all plans. Do you think this is a disagreement? I think I didn't say it's an argument. I said it's a disagreement. What are we disagreeing on? Um, just, I, you know, like starting the podcast where we're discussing. So you don't want to say off the top that we're a survivor podcast. Is that what you're doing? That's what, no, no, I, I think the intro gets the, the, the point across. I think we should at least say it's survivor season 42 episode nine. We don't have yeah. to just say season 42. I mean, there's not many shows that are at season. 42. I guess it's okay. less of a disagreement as an unnecessary discussion. Well, it's, we could cut it out if you want. We can start again. No, we're too too far in at this point, and I might not get the chance to speak first. (laughs) Hey, I'll let you speak first if you want to agree to start over again. No, I I love how this one uh, started. Okay. A discussion, much like we got in this episode of Survivor, but not really much like we (laughs) got. Not the same (laughs) at all. Theirs was important. Ours was unimportant. This is a very unimportant one. It might be fun for the listeners, though. I've heard that the banter is people's favorite part of the podcast. Yeah, this is the kind of witty banter you'd assume, just running in circles. Um, Okay, so big episode, or maybe not so big, but uh, it definitely was an interesting episode with a very important discussion. I was myself noticing what Dre was noticing going into the tribal that she saw. Chanel and Rox were on the tribal council, and I knew that she was, you know, in... In contention for being voted out. You did I, immediately point out this is not going to look good if no. Dre is voted out, right? Yes, I I said it aloud. You did? I heard uh, you. I'm not giving myself points for that. Well, no, anything, you deserve more of a pat on the back than anyone tonight. Stop it. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> no, um, that's not what I was saying. But um, I'm glad the discussion was, was made. I think that me and you... Are the perfect people to talk about it. <laughs> I was going to say oh. the opposite of that. Uh, <laughs> we are not on the same page tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, uh, we, like, listen, 
and and uh, I think it's uh, this is the freshest thing in our mind because a it wasn't the most interesting episode before this discussion. Yeah, I I think but right. we, but I think we can start it with this. There's a lot of stuff to talk about with this episode, and obviously the big uh, discussion piece is the end of the episode because that's going to be what people are talking about. Um, we obviously completely uh, support uh, Drea and Marianne, mm-hmm. and I think that those discussions are once again important, and it's very interesting, the dynamic uh, that we saw in 41 as well, that it, w- it was a yes. point of interest. So and certain talking points were repeated. Yeah. In the, in the sort of like them being aware of what fans of the show are going to say. You know, preemptively and acting on that because of that. I mean, in this case, it's Drea and Marianne playing their idols because they f- knew people would be taught. Like, it's a very sort of self-aware survivor in a in a sort of uh, uh, a different lens than usual self-aware survivor is. But yeah, yeah, and I think that what you're gonna uh, hear from this podcast today is more of a kind of light-hearted take of it, I guess, because we're not the ones to completely in-depth talk about this because we are not in their shoes and i i and off the you know what off the top if people and i'm I'm not like copping out here and saying i don't want to talk about it and i and other people need to but here's here's me saying i listened to a podcast with two former contestants of the show who are black bryce isaiah and wendell holland they host a podcast Listen to their podcast. I'm imploring the listeners of this podcast. I just I know they're going to have a much more nuanced take than me and Cody, who are two white guys on this podcast. This is this is something I feel like I have to say. I'm I would never <laughs> say stop listening to this podcast and go listen to another podcast. I if you are going to hit pause and go listen to Bryce and Wendell's podcast, uh, I, I <laughs> come back because we're going to talk, but. That that is like, uh, for example, that is a a survivor podcast hosted by two black men that would be a much more nuanced and. Um, I mean, you're not gonna you're not gonna hit pause thing. on this one likely because I think ours comes out faster than anyone. That's the thing about ours; we come out very fast because we put no thought into this. <laughs> is that how you would describe <laughs> us? Okay, now you know why I told you <laughs> to stop listening. <laughs> The no thought. No, we don't take notes. We just watch the show and we talk about it. And we're two comedians from Toronto. Um, and yeah, again, we're white guys. I mean, but we're we're of the mindset where where we're not going to be like Jonathan and be like, hey, nobody said we were racist and blah blah blah. We 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 understand um, that we need to kind of sh- not shut up about it, but like not pretend like we are you, you you get what i'm saying you know what i mean <laughs> like yeah let's i don't want to stick my foot in my mouth uh, for any reason i just want to to be fully out there with my take is that i am glad this conversation is happening but i i um i think other people can have this conversation better than us yeah, and and, and, or or people people can take more from different conversations than the conversation between two white guys is that Make sense? People aren't going to want to hear us talk about this, basically. 
I think the longer I'm uh, silent and Joel's staring at me, the more he's going to unravel. I know. I would love for you to fucking say something. <laughs> uh, no, we'll we'll uh, go through. Uh, let's start off uh, this podcast starting from the beginning this time. Sure. Let's go back to the beginning. We'll circle back to this topic. Uh, or especially what happened with the idols and the shot in the dark and Tori going home and everything. I think it's a... It was a very interesting end to the tribal council as well as the discussion in the middle. Yeah, it's, strategically it's, wise, you know, we could get into it all. Yeah, yeah, it it's it's a very unique thing that happened at a tribal council apart from the conversation in general. Uh yes. too. That yes. the the plays that we saw were very unique. Um but at the very beginning of this episode we saw with uh Romeo um is where we kind of like took place the Romeo and High rivalry started right away where mm-hmm. Romeo was like, I don't trust any of these people, but I have to be nice. And, and that he he threw a vote at High to watch him squirm. Yes. And we did see High definitely squirm. And that this has been kind of the biggest moment of downfall we've seen of High thus far. As in as a person that both of us um, have a lot of money on, or not literal money, but a lot of money on in our opinions yes. of a winner of this season. Yes. And this was uh, definitely putting a lot of uh, doubt in my mind as I think a new star player emerged to me. Who's the new star? I would say that, and we'll, we can talk about it later on too, I, I would say that Omer is coming across to me as a winner right now. Um, uh, it, it, another good look on Omer. Omer is controlling a few uh, the the last his the last three votes he's been a part of. I think he's been a, a huge part. I, th- I yeah, I think that he's uh, doing some masterful work right now. Yeah. So I would love another Canadian winner. Are you kidding me? That, that's amazing. Yeah, two two in a row, baby. Yeah, that would be fucking awesome. Well, let's do five in a row. Top five. Yeah, top five, baby. Top five Canadians, baby. <laughs> um, yeah, that would be just unprecedented. Two fucking Canadian residents, Southern Ontario. Oh, my God. That would be... Are you kidding me? Yeah, and I mean, we're standing a pretty good shot. We still got Marianne in there, too, and uh, Drea is a Canadian resident. Yeah, good luck on Drea tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, but let's talk about this High and Romeo relationship because we t- we touched on him kind of on a downward spiral, and we kind of saw this a little bit last week, too, where paranoia is pretty hard on High. We saw that it was hard on Romeo last week, too, mm-hmm. but it's also pretty hard on High, we're seeing. The paranoia of mm-hmm. of Romeo scrambling was, like, pressed, a, made a paranoia yeah. in, in Romeo's High. paranoia made paranoia in High. Yes, I think a lot of... Con- we didn't much talk about this last week, but met much conversation on High and other podcasts I listened to. Sorry, on Romeo's paranoia, as a lot of people saying, he wasn't acting paranoid. He did get vo- votes. It was precedented, the paranoia. I mean, yeah, it did. But at the same time, yes, he did get votes, but he almost got himself out with his yeah. paranoia. Yeah, I think it's, 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 maybe not, of... it's maybe not even paranoia, but that's the word they were using for it. It was just him scrambling, and they didn't like... Yeah 
how fast he was scrambling. It was a little too fast for them, and it was worrying for them. And, and we said that Chanel's gameplay last week was stronger in just staying back and hoping that someone else digs themselves into a hole, which Romeo almost did. Yes. Yeah, it, it, it's it's interesting, especially when we talk about the, the the conversation at the end of the episode with the Chanel vote, and we, I, I, like, I, I think Chanel might have tanked her game uh, a few episodes before and maybe played it right last week, but it, it, not right enough to to negate the the episode the, the the mistakes she made in earlier episodes. No, I th- I think that um like just the story of Chanel is kind of the strunk blow up and even though she got the better of strunk, the fact is that them blowing up their kind of alliance and turning against each other instead of that working out for one of them made both of them seem untrustworthy, which is the similar thing to yeah. what Mike was talking about this week of his concerns of voting out Roxroy. But but it all it all also goes back to the risk of vote she did that ended up screwing her over in the strunk vote in the sorry in the Jenny vote, and which also screwed screwed over um which screwed her over with Omer because she didn't tell Omer about risking her vote too. Mm-hmm. So that was also a bad move. I mean, we're not talking about Chanel this week. We, I guess we are talking about Chanel this week, but like, we could have t- spoken more about this last week. But I guess we uh, we didn't as much. Right. We we probably did. We're just. I hope we're not repeating ourselves. Oh, maybe we are. Yeah, we don't. Li- <laughs> I don't. I certainly don't listen to our episodes. <laughs> Uh, no, I, I guess it just goes hand in hand with uh, Romeo because it, to me it felt pretty close. Even though they do try to throw us off the scent kind of thing, even though uh, sometimes it's obvious, that one really seemed close to me, but I, I don't know. So Romeo has been a decoy boot for two weeks in a row, and before then there was a decoy boot, especially in the pre-merge with Tori. She won two. Immunity idols on the merge after the merge, and she goes home tonight. So we don't see too much of Tori before we go at all. I don't think. No, it, we see her admitting to voting Chanel. Yeah, I think I think we got maybe one confessional about her just being excited that they're talking about someone else. Oh yes, okay, yes, I do think that. Um, true. but yeah, we didn't get a lot from Tori in this episode, which really made me think that she was going to stay in. But once the once again the tricky editors, those tricky old editors, and um, what what else happens? Oh, uh, we should say that we're a Survivor podcast. This is season forty two. Okay, all right. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we did that already. Okay, <laughs> before um, I forget. Yeah, it's interesting about like if we can speak about high for a sec. Is there a loud fan going on? Did I just hear that, or did that that just start? Yeah, I mean, you can't hear it. These mics are very These mics directional. Gonna... The, the only thing people can hear is that you are saying you hear a fan. Well, if they are wondering if I, why I'm distracted, now they know. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, hi. Also, like, I don't know. He has a conversation with Roxroy. Um, Roxroy at the well with the guys. And we we see right off the bat... Hi, trying to talk about Romeo and and Roxroy saying, "Oh, wait, 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 wait we got to talk about something else." And I was like, "Hey, can I finish? Do you mind if I finish fucking 
attacking here? And then immediately Roxroy is like, uh, we need to band together as the guys and vote all the women out. Yeah. How <laughs> many guys we got right yeah. now? Six. Girls, four. Um, Mike and Jonathan are cool with it. Maybe they don't have the conversations and the language around how bad that would look on TV. <laughs> but Omer and Hi have a couple good looks being like, ah, uh, no, I'm not going to be fucking involved with that, actually. <laughs> Hi literally saying I'm not going to be involved in the misogyny alliance. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know if, like, I feel like Mike's actually a part of it. I think that Jonathan lies more with his Taku 4 in reality mm-hmm. than he does that. But I knew uh, I knew that the All Boys Alliance uh, teased in at the end of the last episode was going to... They were only teasing it to get us riled up during the week this week to see it fall flat on its face in this episode. Listen, this isn't the first time... That's why I knew that... That's why I predicted Roxroy being voted out. Like, yeah. just because he... he um, this isn't the first time that we got, I guess, sexist behavior from Roxroy. What well, what is the first instance? Well, talking about his wife, how he was happy of being away from her, yeah. nagging, and yeah, I don't, I don't want to throw it all. I don't think he's like a. I don't want to say that he's like a downright sexist, but the idea of a men's alliance certainly can be seen that way. And uh, and I said sexist behavior. Sexist behavior, yes. Yeah, I I think like that we're what we're seeing uh, from a lot of people on this, and maybe we won't see it where Roxroy got to the point where he would learn anything differently, other than maybe um, the discussions that were had at tribal council made definitely gave him a lot of respect for Marianne and Drea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think that we're seeing a lot of people uh, learn in this f- um, as well. Like we're seeing a lot of like Mike being open and learning, and yeah, even though uh, we're, I'm seeing a lot of uh, comments negative towards Jonathan because of some of the things that he said and um, came up with. It seemed that what we saw as a journey through this edit was him not being responsive to uh, Lindsay at all and kind of thinking that she wasn't listening. Yeah, twice he called the woman aggressive tonight. But I think that towards the end, he started to... I think that was the first time that we actually heard Jonathan listen um, once Drea spoke uh, the second time and kind of put it in a way that she didn't have to put it in but mm-hmm. she did and it and I think that no, it did yeah, help it him d- understand. Yeah, it like those conversations like what I found especially in when a lot of these conversations were happening a lot in the summer of 2020 was like the useful thing for a white person to do is not kind of freak out or another thing is is to force a black person to kind of put this in the terms that only white people will understand, you know what I mean? Like, like it's kind of an unfair thing to do, you know what I mean? Well, eventually, I guess he understood, but it's, like, not, like... He did, and he had the moment, too, where, like, during uh, Tori's uh, shot in the dark, um, he was hugging and comforting Drea as well. I mean, a lot of people are saying that Jonathan had a really 
bad look on this episode. And I don't think he had a great look by any means, but I don't think by the end of it, he came across as poorly as people are imagining. It's hard for me to forget (laughs) him, him kind of freaking out like that, especially like looking at him and being like, my guy, white guy with dreads. Well, (laughs) yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I (laughs) completely agree. And him not understanding or whatever, like that's kind of on him. At the end of the day, you yeah. you can't be surprised by a white guy with dreads from Alabama. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I can't say I'm I'm rooting for him at this point. I'm no. sorry. I'm so, I know he's your guy. No, but, that's uh, not what I'm, I'm not saying. I'm yeah. rooting for him either. I'm saying that I don't think he came across quite as poorly as people are saying. All right. Okay. That's that's all sure. I'm saying. Sure. I think. Because I think it, he came across poorly in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. but people are uh, turning around and being like, "Fuck this guy!" Right, right. And and I think that uh, we 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 did a we did a quick browse of Twitter before coming on the podcast. Yeah, for people uh, wondering what. But was... we said we'd go in order, and we didn't. No, I know we're we're, we're jumping around. We're jumping around. So, but but. That's pretty. M- I mean, yeah, we see. We don't hear much from the ladies in the in the. Fr- the no, because we got the all male ladies. Can Can you tell me this? High said that he got a hinky vote, a hanky vote. What does that mean? Um, I don't what's know. A, what's a hinky vote? I think that you got a hinky vote from Romeo. I think that High's concern was that he wanted to go across with no votes cast towards him. Yeah, but I just want to know what the word "hinky vote" means. Well, I, I don't. I might, know. You know what I might? You know what I might do? Google it. Yeah, yeah. Hinky vote meaning. Uh oh, Big Brother. Oh, H- Big Brother. Hinky vote? Question mark. Definition: To cast an anonymous vote for the sole pur- purpose of causing suspicion and confusion. Usually, the vote does not even reflect the true desires of the voter. Um, the voter will often deny having cast the vote or attempt to blame another individual. I keep hearing people use this. This is the the redditor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I keep hearing people use this term, but I have never been able to entirely clear on its mea- meaning. Do I have the definition correct? Also, what is the origin of... Oh, this is somebody asking. Uh, Evil Dick coined the term hinky vote but people like dr will casted hanky votes before it had an actual name so this is bb stuff evil who's evil dick evil dick was um he was part of a uh his daughter was also in the game that uh he was quite removed from (laughs) i just googled a picture of evil evil dick yeah he's got the red spiky hair he He, wore boulder boulder shirts he looks he looks like the devil he he was quite the vile character Oh really? Yeah, he was quite the vile character. I, I he's uh I guess he w- I think he was in the All Stars too. He's definitely a, as far he looks like Tommy Lee. Yeah, as far as Big Brother cast members go, he's quite the memorable one. He he's almost uh almost in like a coach esque position, I guess. Okay, okay. As he's quite a memorable villain. Ooh. Is is he like coaching that he hates being called a villain? Uh, no, no, he liked being the villain. Maybe he's more Russell. 
Yeah, maybe more Russell. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so now we know the origin of the Hinky vote. And then I's a evil big di- brother fan. Yeah, High likes BB. Hi. I'm back on the high train. I haven't. The hey, hinky vote got me back on the I, high train. I don't think tonight was a bad look for high at all. I, or maybe, maybe strategically, I don't. I don't no, dislike him. I think it. Was, I think it was more of a of a flaw that we we caught, where I wasn't saying it was a bad look, but it was the first time I was like, oh, maybe high doesn't have this. High high isn't playing in the shadows, like maybe an Omer might be. Omer's playing a, a masterful game right now. Well, we'll, time will tell how masterful it really is. Let's talk about this immunity challenge because we got the, uh, of course, we've already touched on double elimination. Um, and the uh, group was split in half. So mm-hmm. six and six. Beef. Beef yeah. and veggie kebabs or beef kebabs and veggies. Yeah. So the winner's got beef kebabs and veggies. Mm-hmm. Or wait. Oh, only the winning side got that. So Jonathan was then fighting for his entire side. Yeah. Wow. Against High. You didn't realize that? No. I thought he was just playing for himself, and then I kind of forgot about the the kebabs. Why do you think High was still in the thing? Because I thought he was w- playing to get the kebabs for himself. Oh, no, no. Um, no, at the end, that's why High and... And uh, friggin' Jonathan were still in the competition at the end. It became a reward challenge after Lindsay left. Well, yeah, I knew that, but I thought they were just getting that food for themselves. No, for the whole tribe. Well, I know that now. Remember when uh, <laughs> it happened, they did something like this with Nora. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Nora got off and won immunity on her tribe and then f- jumped off and celebrated. And the rest of her her, her little team was like... Nora, you just lost us a reward because you hopped off like that. And she was like, oh, right. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. So it was the way that this was split off was um, Hi, Romeo, Mike, Omer, Roxroy on one side. Hi, Omer, Romeo, Mike, and Roxroy. Yes. And on the other side. Jonathan, Marianne, Drea, uh, Lindsay, and Tori. Jonathan, Drea, Marianne, Lindsay, and Tori. Or I guess it was, I said six and six before? It's five and five. Five and five. Yeah. I knew it was ten. Regardless, that was the split. At this point, we were thinking Romeo's done for sure. And I think that we all had a little bit of concerns about Jonathan. If he didn't win. If he didn't win, yeah. I th- All the girls were teaming up on Jonathan, finally. But, I mean, he was in a good spot with Marianne and Tori. Not Tori. Marianne and Lindsay on his team. Yeah, but it would have been... This is the most we've seen of Lindsay, by the way. Mm-hmm. In one episode. Maybe we've more seen more of her in this episode than we have the entire fucking season. Well, <laughs> imagine if uh, Tori had won that immunity and they walked into the same situation of Roxroy gone... It would have been Jonathan out. Jonathan versus Tori? I don't know that no, Lindsay... To- Lindsay. Jonathan versus Lindsay. If Tori won... If Tori had won, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I thought you were saying if Lindsay had won. No. In reality, it came down to Lindsay. We watched the show with uh, Chris George, and Chris was really rooting for Tori to, to win this immunity. He, want, he wanted her to break the record that Jonathan wanted to break. 
I mean, and he, now that she's out, he's yeah, he's in the clear. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so wouldn't that be exactly what the Survivor Twitter community wants? <laughs> the Jonathan winning, <laughs> yeah, getting the immunity record. Yeah. I mean, who is he beating? Fucking Ozzy that's jerking off on rocks. Joe, what? Like, what the fuck? Uh, actually, not even Joe. Joe's Someone from Joe's season, um, Mike. Yeah. And Colby Donaldson. Yeah. Colby D. Colby D. So, and Brad Culpepper. Fuck you, Brad Culpepper. Fuck you, Brad Culpepper. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, so we see Jonathan win the immunity. Um, rest assured, we'll get to see more impressive immunity performances from Jonathan with that win. I would love to see... High win another. Maybe High's going to be the new beast. Well, that's exactly what happened. High also. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if there would have been a conversation between Omer, Roxroy, because no way Mike's voting High. And no way they would even go to him with this. But I wonder if Rox would have voted for High. No, no. No. I I don't think he would have. And, I mean, this is is exactly... That's the reason why... Roxroy had to go, and that's also the reason why Roxroy almost got out early on in the season two is because he was so immovable with his votes. And even when his whole tribe was telling him who to vote for, he always stuck to his guns and his plan. When he voted for Tori instead of Swathi. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean... And I think we saw it in the merge, too, where Roxroy is very immovable, and I think that this was the right play for Omer. For Omer only? I, I think that that uh, uh, Romeo is so toxic to, toxic to High's game. Like, I, I think High needed to get at Romeo here. Yeah, Romeo is I, I definitely didn't see High switching and not taking out Romeo. That was pretty... Unbelievable to me and speaks to, once again, Omer's social game and ability to pitch an idea as he seems to get his way almost every time. Yeah. Um, And I think, oh, we also didn't talk about how Omer mainly, I didn't want to be a part of the toxic masculinity or whatever, Mm -hmm. but Omer didn't want the all-male alliance because he said that there's no way he would be ever be able to win an immunity challenge with those five guys. Right, yeah, that makes sense too, yeah. Um, but yeah, so you're right, it might not be good for high. I, I just think like... It could be though, I mean, if this yeah, With Roxroy being so close with Mike, and, you know, I like Roxroy is one of those guys that things need to be his idea, I think. Mm-hmm. And so it seems. Um but but you're not going to get out here's here's he's, he's not voting for Mike or Mike or High yet for a while I don't think Roxroy is so but the thing is that also I think on the radar of them is wanting to take out Jonathan soon and Roxroy's not going to help out with that plan either no not in a million years we saw, we saw that Jonathan was the last person that Roxroy wanted to take out because he Roxroy was discussing how valuable Jonathan is on the island and how he's the first one up and everything like that at the mm-hmm. start. So I, 
I get it. You you want people that you're able to move around, and Omer has that in Romeo more so, especially because Romeo is with Omer. Like he trusts Omer a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, it it it's definitely Omer came on top here. I just think that the way that Rome, I mean, maybe he doesn't do it. In front of High, I mean, he literally gave a vote for him. But High, he is talking about High like nobody else is talking about High. And that can be toxic. That mm-hmm. can be something you want to get out. You know, I think uh, if somebody was talking like about that about me, I would not work with them. I would want to get them out. Because him saying, like, my prediction is in that next time on, they're talking about a he, a he this, he that. And they're, like, they kind of tease it, it's Jonathan. My prediction is that they're talking about high. Yeah, I think I think that teaser, and we'll get into predictions later, but I think that teaser is just making sure, or it's solidifying my thoughts that Jonathan's winning the next immunity challenge. Yeah, it, if they're talking about it, Jonathan, though, my they thought is They definitely were at some point. They brought up his name. Yes, they said the name Jonathan, and, but then there's a bunch more confessionals after that, like he, he, he. I'm thinking... What if they're talking about high? Because they're they're talking about the, he thinks that nobody knows he's strategic, or I th- I think that was what it was. I don't remember, but yeah, yeah. It's I don't know. I just think a little bit of hate goes a long way, as mm-hmm. many players have said. When you saw Roxroy get out here, because it could have been either Roxroy. Or Romeo, but it ended up being Roxroy for mm-hmm. the reasons we said, and for Omer's for credit to Omer's social game. Yeah. But when you saw Roxroy sitting on that bench, I know that you pointed out uh, what the situation was. But did you? Um, we also pointed out that we had twenty minutes left, and they were just getting into tribal council, so we knew mm-hmm. that something was going to happen. Yeah. But did you expect that uh, the uh, reaction? that took place from Drea. Mm-hmm. I saw it on her face. I saw it on her face, what she was going through. It wasn't, that's my ally. It was like, I'm looking at two black people on the jury right now. Like I, I could see, I, not that I'm like good at like re I could just, I think I felt it mm-hmm. and knowing what, where they what time it was in 2021 when they filmed this, knowing what was fresh in the heads of Shan and Deshaun and Danny and Liana last season, I could just tell that 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 Drea was disappointed in that way. Not that I, not that I'm like uh, uh, I wasn't sure of it. I'm not I'm not a fucking mind reader, but I, I that's what I jumped to because that's what I was thinking. Not that I and I'm not calling myself a saint for thinking that, but yeah, I th- I could I could tell that Drea was going through that and i could see it in her face oh i'm gonna play my idol tonight so when she said just so everyone knows i'm gonna be playing my idol tonight and oh and a great part of and we're skipping ahead again but a great part of that was when she started to realize oh yeah no i was gonna go home tonight that sucks yeah like i i'm right in wanting to play my idol yeah i and for for us watching, I think at the time we didn't put two and two together yet because be, be, I'm talking before both tribals because we weren't sure if Romeo was going to go home. 
Uh, but yeah. we knew that uh, a movement was in place to take out Drea because of her list of advantages. And just, and I don't, and it's, and it, this draws attention to the fact that I don't think about it enough, but it, I didn't set into me that the first two people of the jury were black until I saw them sitting next to each other. Mm-hmm. And that is a powerful image for somebody who I, and I'm just a white guy, but I watched season 41. I, I lived through 2020. I know, and I, I, I will say that I, I listened and I got it. I, you know, I, I listened to these conversations. I did not, you know, put my back up and be like, what, what, what? Uh, I'm not racist. How, what? Like, like somebody did. But, um, uh, so I can, I, I, I sort of have a sense of how that would look. And so and you, I did uh, kind of see it. And you touched on it too before that it wasn't about it being Roxroy specifically or a, a, an ally there. It was about the image, and I think that's pretty clear. I mean, we saw earlier in the season that Drea didn't give a shit about Roxroy. We saw, yeah, like she included him in and they in did, these votes because they she did, could trust him now. They did both vote for Chanel last week, but we don't know how they felt about it. Really, we don't know that they were like not in confessional, being like it. It's hard for me to vote out Chanel, given circumstances you know we don't like but even at that, that time uh, just thinking about like okay well even if it crossed their mind or whatever and i i don't know what crossed their mind or anything like that yeah. but even if it did cross their mind for a moment they might have even thought like okay well marion and or like from dre's perspective like marion and roxroy are in this alliance like we're voting together or whatever and mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that so it might not have even been a thought, but if well, oh here here's sorry. Do you want to finish that sentence? No, go ahead. Um, here's something that might have added to 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 Drea's thing is is Drea saying I'm going to play my idol. Her sort of turning because to her everyone's being like vote for Marianne, it, and you know Tori talked about not Tori Lindsay talked about saying to Drea let's saying to to she talked to, to Jonathan about changing the vote the decoy vote to to Tory so that you know we, they don't lose Marianne's idol but could it be that because she got the decoy vote as Marianne she was like fuck I'm about to vote out a black person you know she herself maybe she's telling Marianne play her idol you know in that she looks at the two at at, at Chanel and Roxroy on the jury and be like, fuck, I'm about to vote for Marianne. This sucks. You know, I'm about to do it. Like they have been, they have both been pressured in from the, the big white guy, both pressured into voting another black woman out. Well, I, it it was powerful to me to hear from Marianne. I am not voting for Drea. I know I said I would, but I like, I, I cannot right now. Yeah. And to bring it into the discussion immediately, like, no, we're speaking out loud now. Yes. Um that that was great. Uh I will say that with um Jonathan going up to everyone or whatever and even though he took over the conversations that it was on people's mind, it was on Drea's mind strategically and Marianne's mind to take out the other idols, to be the only one with an idol. 
And I, I think that that would have stayed the same if Mike was there too. Like that's an mm-hmm. idea in their head, right? Yeah, yeah. they probably would have gone for Mike had it been Mike instead of Drea. But I, I like I, when 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 Jonathan says, "Well, you're you're like like he 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 doesn't want them to think he was being racist." I don't think he was being racist, but I just think that like it is a very shitty thing that happens is that minorities get voted out early or one after the other in survivor seasons. And we maybe don't notice, like it, it, I often don't notice it until it's pointed out. Maybe I, maybe in my rewatching before many conversations or I heard very, very many conversations, but look at millennials versus Gen X, a very fun season, but there's not many minorities left by the merge in that season. I'm trying to think like, like women of color went bang 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 in the early pre-merge there weren't enough it wasn't a very diverse cast to begin with and they were all voted out in the Mm pre-merge which you know to to me maybe the first time i watched that i didn't notice but definitely i have noticed it in rewatch it's a season i rewatch a lot but you know like that shit does happen and it's and i'm and it's shitty to see as a as a white guy for who, like, but it's like even shittier for people who want representation. Yeah, and Jonathan's reaction to this situation of immediately being defensive isn't something that I think is uncommon to any of us as white people. Like we have, and if it's not happening with yourself being defensive like that, then it's a family member or yeah. a friend or whatever. And we've, we've all had this discussion with someone that we care about yeah, to like... help them understand. And it's not up to um, people of color to explain it to your family and your friends. It's kind of up to you. I, I mean, we know that, that white people react like this. Like, there's a whole fucking movement of protesters and all this stuff so that, ra- like, or what they call critical race theory isn't taught in schools. They don't want to be reminded of racism at all, The like all these people in America. And Jonathan is from Alabama, so what, what do we expect? But it's... And he's not being as bad as those people, maybe. But there is like this, like thought, like if we're talking about this at all, we are just pointing out that that white people are racist. We like there's no other conversation being had. Like you, you can't have this conversation. That that's like th- these sort of conversations try are are being like we can't teach critical race theory to children because they're just gonna make us make children feel guilty from the get go. No, that's not what's being said. They like they want to point it out so that things can be changed from like systematically and not just point out and make people feel guilty or whatever, make people feel racist or it's 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 a bunch of bullshit like those kind of those kind of conversations. And I'm not saying that that Jonathan was doing that, but those kind of conversations, those protesters, those right wing people saying, like, don't teach critical race, race theory is trying to silence people. Mm hmm. Yeah. And then this is this, uh, and Drea, Drea talked about it too. Like, and she said, "I'm not going to be silenced on this." With mm-hmm. they took a stand. Yeah, they took a stand, and with Jonathan, you you know why this guy kind of like took it defensively, mm-hmm. and it's because of like what they said too. Like, we know you're not racist. Like, we know. They th- they said to Jonathan multiple times, "We love you," which is like a shame that they feel like th- that that Jonathan made them 
have to like pause this conversation to be like, Jonathan, no, we love you. It's okay. Yeah, and I mean, he's because he's the kind of guy that I mean, he's not the thing about Jonathan that we've seen this whole season is that he's a caring person that he wants to provide for people. He wants to support his team. He wants to uplift. He he knows what his the stereotype of, of a guy that looks like him is, you know, he wants to be he wants to keep his cool and not be the aggressor and blah, blah, blah. And I would imagine that based off of the character traits that we've seen of Jonathan so far that from this experience, we'll see him have grown and to have listened in this moment. And I think that we saw started to see him listen for perhaps the first time in the entire game, listen and not just about race or whatever, but just listen to um, his teammates. Hopefully it got through to him. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I think that he, in a big way had trouble, especially off at the start of the discussion, had trouble separating it from being a game, even though sometimes in our Survivor, it breaks outside of a game every once in a mm-hmm, while. Mm-hmm. And and M- M- Marianne said, it's not a game for me right now. This is, I I am, like, she she stopped being, I can't remember the exact words, but it was, it was to the extent of, I'm not playing for myself right now. This is mm-hmm. like, I am... A playing my idol and B not voting for Drea right now. No way. Yeah, and I think that was the stand that Drea was taking as well. I don't know what Drea's head was at going into that tribal, whether she meant to be voting for Marianne or Tori or whatever it was, but it was mostly I am not. I am playing my idol and I am not voting for Marianne. And then Marianne saying like, I know that no votes are coming towards me, but I'm playing this anyways because I don't want it to come across yeah and and to me that's a shame it's i mean not not in the like oh it's it's just sad that that she had to play her idol and she felt like i mean and we saw last season i mostly saw heard whispers of how bad facebook people were being and how racist and and annoying people were being about the conversations being had last season and i am of the i I like season 41 way more than other people do apparently um and i thought that was a great part of the season and all this stuff but um yeah it is a part of just survivor in general and I, i think a lot of the complaints last year last um season were actually directed towards comments on survivor cbs's instagram posts like people were being shitty in those and people were being racist and all this stuff and i I mean it's almost like and and they didn't and marianne andrea didn't see that they didn't see 41 and blah 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 but you know they just know that people are and, and i don't even know if they're talking specifically about survivor fans but they're just talking about america in general america yeah. is going to be shitty about this and america is going to judge us and and like discount their game and say they only survived this tribal because of the conversation that was had that's fucking shitty that they feel that way that they feel like they have to fucking waste their idols because of that i mean drea played her idol rightly and, I mean, we know that Marianne was a decoy vote, so she played her idol that way. But it is, if, in fact, Marianne was not 
going to go home, and it was had nothing to do with that conversation. It sucks that she fe- had felt that she had to play the idol. Yeah, because I mean, the thing the thing is that Marianne is a little more her strategic game past this moment is a little more hurt from this than Drea's is because Drea can just steal Mike's idol or whatever in the next tribal council and have an idol again. Mm-hmm. But yeah. for Marianne, it's a little bit harder, but I, I, the, I and, mean, or she can vote out high end Lindsay I and think, then get that idol. too. I think the sentiment was a win. I think the sentiment was, a, um, it was a powerful a, a stance. A powerful moment powerful that stance. will be remembered. Yes. And if you're at home listening to this or you were watching the episode and you were being defensive too. Or you want to go, your first instinct is I'm going to go on Survivor's Instagram page and 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 be mad on their comment page. Just think about 41, as you mentioned, Joel, and how the exact same conversations were being brought up from different people, separate people that have no connection to these people. Mm-hmm. And that that season wasn't even seen by these people in this season. And the same conversations are coming up. So if that's happening in multiple seasons where there is no connection and hasn't been seen, then I think that you should open up your mind and start listening to this. 100%. If you weren't already from the first one. I do see a a stray comment or a stray tweet or whatever is like the sentiment coming, coming into this season was, I like this season so much better. It's so much better than woke survivor last season. I do see that sometimes. (laughs) And it's just like, a shut the fuck up. Survivor has always been like, Season one, what like a huge story of it was whether it was nuanced or, or not, whether uh, however it's aged, was ru- like a huge story. Was Rudy this sort of like traditional man and this gay guy Richard Hatch getting a friendship together? Like it was like a much spoken about thing, and this that was radical for two thousand. And you're saying twenty two years later. Of course, the conversation, this sort of conversation is still going on. And you can't say that Survivor is woke now or Survivor has gotten worse because these conversations are being had. Because it's always, and and there are seasons of Survivor that are shitty because of the way things were handled. But it has, it it changes with the time. Survivor is a microcosm of society. And whether you want to ignore these conversations or silence these conversations, these conversations are going to be had in society. So there's going to be, they're going to be had in Survivor. And I know that if the people are listening to this show, they've already tapped out. But I'm just saying it is bothersome. It bothers me. And I'm glad that the show that I love and the show that I have a podcast about can still have these conversations. And they don't give a fuck about what people online say. I'm just glad. I mean, it sucks that like that Drea and Marianne are put into this kind of position where they're like they see this happen. They're like, no, we have to stop this. Yeah, that sucks that, like, they felt like that. And Andrea seemed to be in legitimate distress. She was crying. But I'm glad that they felt comfortable enough to be like, nah, this is, you know what this is about? This is about how I'm a black person and they're two black people. And I hope people don't clip that, <laughs> what I just said. But because um, uh, I obviously 
am not saying that, but that I'm I'm just um I'm glad that they that they felt that 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 survivor had cultivated an environment for them to say that and not feel like they couldn't say that without being silenced or being jumped down the throat of or I'm and Jeff had their back and all this stuff and they were able to speak about it. I just I I'm I'm grateful for that. Mhm. Yeah, and and, and, and uh, sorry, sorry. I just uh, I, if, if if I have and uh, I mean I I hope that I am getting across where I am, am coming from in what I am saying, and I am trying to bring new thoughts and bring n- conversation right now, and in, in a way that I honestly don't ex- didn't expect me to do. I I but if I at all have said something in my rant today that I. Uh, maybe shouldn't have said or I can you know develop a more nuanced take on please fucking put me on blast or do whatever fucking whatever but I because I am willing to have the conversation and honestly it I'll call us out right now we're two white guys there's not a black guest with us there hasn't been one this season we should amend that you know like um we should try and if, if these conversations are being had on Survivor they should be you know, be having more nuanced takes on, or, you know, I, I don't know, but like, I'm just saying, like, I'm not, I'm just saying that, that uh, I don't know. Do you have anything to say? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, sure. On a more serious note. Yes. In the rain mm-hmm. at this tribal council, mm-hmm. Jeff with his hair slicked back. Yes. Looked exactly uh-huh. Like evil Ernest. In Ernest Goes to Jail. Exactly. A famously sometimes racist franchise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I that's think what we need to talk about. There is some racism in Ernest Goes to Jail, if I'm not uh, mistaken. Or maybe some hurtful stereotypes portrayed. But that doesn't change the fact that Jeff looked that way. <laughs> Can you pull up a picture of her evil Ernest? Yes, I will pull it up. And if uh, maybe we can get a side-by-side uh, for Instagram. Yeah, that'd be cool. Of evil Ernest and Jeff in this. because Maybe Jeff's, somebody's already done it. Jeff's jawline, and Jeff's getting... Resident evil Ernest? Uh, Jeff's getting a bit older, and his jawline is kind of turning more Ernest. So does... Does Ernest become evil? I I'm I don't remember the last time I saw this. No, movie. Ernest. It's, just a, 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 it's a, a guy that looks like Ernest. Oh, who, who who did the crime? But Ernest goes to jail instead. Oh, I see. So, I recently watched Ernest uh, Saves Christmas, and that sucked. Or I guess I don't know. It was fine, but I didn't like it. Know what I mean? Hmm? Is that a... That's an earnest thing. See, Jeff's getting that earnest look. Mixed with... Isn't it Jeff Varney? Isn't the guy's name Jeff Varney? Jim Varney. Jim Varney. Ah, oh, it'd be great if it was Jeff Varney. Wouldn't it? <laughs> no, it's not Jeff Varner. It'd be... Jeff Varney, <laughs> that's what I'm... Th- Darnier, Varner, Jeff Varner. That's what I'm thinking of. No, Speaking don't of problem, problematic this. survivor. Speaking of an episode that we may have been like... Afraid to talk about <laughs> had we been podcasting that season. So, 
Yes, Romeo and Tori go home. But here's how Tori no, goes home. Roxroy. Sorry, Roxroy and Tori goes home. But here's how Roxroy. Ro- ro- here's how Tori <laughs> goes home. Jess says, "We know what's going to happen here. They're going to go vote. Dre and Marianne are going to play their idols. So that leaves up." And he, and he says, do you want to play your idols? They both stand up at the same time. Powerful moment, in my opinion. Um, uh, uh, fucking, it's le- he goes, Tori and Lindsay, you're left. So what's going to happen? They all say, Tori, we're voting for you. And Tori's like, um, uh, okay, I'm going to play my shot in the dark then. So he goes, so Jeff goes, okay, so all we well, really need to she do. she asks why. Yeah, and just like, and they, they all have like, <laughs> like, Drea says, because you've been going after me from the beginning, which we know is true-ish. Ish. Um, I mean, it wasn't Tori. Tori wanted to work with Drea, but Swathy kind of made it go that way. I would way. have to go back and check the dailies, but I do believe that maybe Tori wasn't gunning for her. I but don't think Tori wanted is was stuck to anyone, to be honest. Yeah. But she said, Tori responded with... Uh, not true, but okay. Uh, not true, but okay. And then Jonathan was like, well, mine's because you lied to me. And she's like, well, yeah, okay. <laughs> I want to know that. When did he lie? When did she lie to him? Um, I don't know. I, I mean, don't. probably a thousand times. But yeah. she did straight up say that she wanted him out. Yeah. She told him to his face. Oh, yeah. I do remember that. Um, so maybe the uh, the Jeremy talked about last week how he wanted a, a showmance between those two. Maybe that's out of the cards. But anyway, it might be in the cards after this. Yeah, conversation. Well, yeah. Um, but the big thing was, I think, is that they were like just like, "Hey, our alliance with Lindsay is better than yours, Tori." Yeah, big time. I well, mean, I also, think Lindsay just, I think, had the. I mean, a they were on a tribe together, but I think just Lindsay has a better social game. I mean, if you're to look at just this tribal council in general and who took in the information around them, Lindsay was the prime of z- example of um, how I think a white person should just listen. Mm-hmm. And um, she was listening, taking it in. She was supportive, everything like that. Uh, Jonathan was almost the, uh, I guess, more middle ground-ish where he was combative about it at first, but then turn to more comforting and then Tori from what we heard or what we read and I don't know if this is true but there has been um, accuracies before with this source I guess what had some offensive comments during this tribal council allegedly so I wasn't sure if you're going to bring that up but we did yeah we saw a tweet saying that I actually didn't see the tweet but you saw the tweet saying that the the reddits that spoil survivor was saying that they had been spoiled that Tory said more offensive things during this tribal council. Allegedly, and that didn't make the cut. Okay. This is all alleged, folks. All alleged. We did not see that in the edit, but yes. Okay. Um, so anyway, maybe that had to do with the vote in the end. But um, so Jeff says, okay, so what we're going to do is, Tory, you go play your, your shot in the dark. I'll unfold the paper. We'll see if you're safe or not, and then we'll see. Tori goes and plays her shot in the dark. She's not safe. You go home. My thought is, is did they say to Lindsay, do you want to play your shot in the dark too? 
I mean, <laughs> I think that... Because, I mean... Oh, go on, sorry. I think that in that moment, because I mean, I know that, like you said, Chris was here and he was like, Lindsay needs to play it too. I was thinking that too, though. But I, I think in that moment that uh, Lindsay was like, whatever happens, happens, but uh, what we've already seen is more important than the game. So I think that she just didn't want to muddy up this, uh, what we saw. Because if they both are safe, because there are two safe things in there, it's possible. It would be absolutely insane. There's a, it definitely a low chance. There is definitely a low chance. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it would be absolutely insane if that happened. But uh, we all want it to happen. But because I think they would just send them back to camp, the five of them, if they're all safe. Well, what's Jeff going to be? Fine. No one's immune. Everyone's immune. No one's immune now. Uh, that that would that be. I think that would have been they, them going. Them having to st- like stay up and ha- listen. Like the producers having to make a new rule, basically. <laughs> like the the game would be changed after that. Game changers. Game. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, it is an interesting thought to see what would have happened had Lindsay also taken the shot in the dark, too. Mm-hmm. But maybe Lindsay was she, thinking, like, I don't want to risk anything. In my like opinion, if she was going to play the shot in the dark, she should have had to have played it before we see the results of Tories, though. Because she, th- it, it's an unfair advantage for her to know whether to play it or not. Because oh, she decided not to play it. That was, no, I, she I know. couldn't have played I know, it. I know, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good, good. Yeah, she would have had to have played it before then. Um, but, yeah, I think that... Uh, um, I, I think it, that it was unprecedented for them to... Because we didn't know that the votes were not going to come. I thought it was unprecedented that Jeff let them play the idols before the votes were cast. And, I mean, they I guess they could have still played their... Voted for Drea and Marianne, and they just would not count. Well, they wouldn't make them immune right away. It just means that the votes don't count. This was kind of a bad look on uh, Jonathan, where he was like, uh, "So what? Should they just bring and present the idols to you right now?" Or, uh, right he said ahead? that. I don't yeah. remember that. Jonathan said that, where I think it kind of implied that he didn't trust that they were going to actually do it. Interesting, and that he. <laughs> Would have voted for Drea still, anyway. So that's that's the implication that came across to me. Yeah, yeah. I think it's I think it's fine for all their games to see Tori gone. You know. Yeah, and uh, don't get me wrong. Tori was a villain in every way. She was not in every way. I think she's more of a pariah than a villain. She was a f- she was fun TV, and if the reports are true, then that's not fun. But the reports that she's anti-vax are apparently true. So yeah, there's I've heard so much about that on Twitter. She's an anti-vaxer. Regardless, mm-hmm. she was a character and she was entertaining mm-hmm. in a t- in a strictly TV perspective. We, we, R.I.P. And and and, Roxroy was a similar character. I don't think he was. Um. It's funny that they go home together because the story of both of them for a lot of the season have been them 
each other butting heads. Yeah, they were. I mean, if you're to look at the rivalries, they it's Tori. They don't get one night away from each other now. Because yeah. <laughs> they're on the same tribe. They're on the merge tribe together. Immediately back together. Now they're back at Ponzerosa. And now, if this is true of Tori allegedly saying offensive comments, then she's going to be going back to Ponderosa Yeah. With Chanel and Roxroy. Yeah. Um. So, do we have anything more to say to go backwards about the the be, between Roxroy and Romy? Oh, I, this is what I wanted to say: is that I think Mike was right, and we saw Mike be right, being like, "This is going to look bad on us. What are people going to think when they see that we're voting out one of our allies?" Yeah, and I I mean, I I I I I'm Mike is a first of all he's a. A headstrong guy, and we saw that last week with the Chanel vote. He doesn't like to switch the vote. But I think it's a good look that we saw him not switch the, sw- switch the vote this week when we didn't see him switch the vote last week. But I think he brings up a good point. He puts his back up when he, like, he, he's not, he's not like Roxbury. If, 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 if they came up to him and said, actually, Roxbury, we're going to vote this way, Roxbury would be like, no, I'm not doing that because of this. Be- because I'm just not going to do that. I think Mike's thing is, no, I actually have a reason why I don't want to vote that way. I think it's just a good look on Mike. Yeah, it was definitely a good look on Mike. I don't, I don't think uh, Romeo and Rox were... I think R- Rox was probably the better number for him. He would have been yeah. voting with him more. But well, for Mike, know, I, d- I think it's it's worse for High's game to see Roxroy. Yeah, we definitely sp- spoke to this or too. For Mike and High, it was better to keep Roxroy, and for Omer specifically, it was better to keep Romeo. Yeah, but it once again the uh, social game of Omer prevails. The social game of Omer pre- prevails, and um, we wouldn't have got all of these moments had that not happened. Okay. Should I go to sleep? No, I, I don't think you're falling asleep this episode. You know what? I think as a uh, a light moment to the podcast, this doesn't get to need to. <laughs> I think it's time for some levity. We so already did go, the earnest thing. I'm going to go to sleep. Not for long, but just as a capper. We're done here. I'm glad we talked about this. Everyone reach out if they have anything more to say or if you want us to read anything on the podcast. Let us know because... Like we said, we're not totally qualified to know everything about this. Or Why are you saying this before you go to sleep? Like we're signing out of the podcast. I I'm signing out because I'm going to let... You come back after we still got to do pop of the week and everything. Okay, I I'm think just you saying this conversation's awake. over. I'm going to sleep. No! I'm here. Why is this necessary? This is the worst time for you to be I'm here. here. I got stuff to talk about. I didn't watch this week's episode. Well, I'm not going to explain it to you, Rupee, because... I don't want to know. <laughs> okay. I want to talk about something completely different. It's a very different. Jonathan state of mind. I'll, I'll know. I will. I'll, I'll get the note and I'll listen, okay? I'm not, I'm not a bad guy. All right. I want to talk about how last week I talked about how I opened a driving range in the middle of Lake Ontario and I wasn't getting a lot of customers. Okay. I, yeah, that's because it was on the surface. I went below the surface and I found the lost city of Atlantis speaking of Jim Vardy Varney mm-hmm. he was in that movie yeah with Michael J. Fox yeah okay and I opened a mini putt there and we're doing pretty well down there wait how do you know about Jim Varney 
What do you mean, how do I know about Jim Carrey? <laughs> yeah, explain He's your history of watching Wikipedia. Them. I don't know. Watch it. I watched the Ernest movies. You, and uh, I heard you guys talking about it. I've been in the wings for a while. I came a little early, and I was like, ooh, this seems a bit serious. I'm not, <laughs> not going to get so in on So you do this. know what happened. But I didn't. You only listened to the Ernest part? You didn't listen to the rest? I Yeah, I perked up for the Ernest part. Yeah, I did. But I did. I, I'm listening to your conversation, but I think there's other people probably having more nuanced conversations about it, so I'm going to wait for that. I'm miserable right now. But, yeah, it's going well down there. I got, I got people playing mini-putt we, uh, in the lost city of Atlantis. They didn't know what that was. They don't even know what golf is. I'm glad, so, I'm glad you came here to talk about fucking mini-putt underwater. Aren't you glad? I mean, it's a bit of levity. Yeah, that over the hour mark, and now we got fucking talking about mini putt. What do you want to talk about, Jim Varney? <laughs> he plays the explosive expert in 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 Atlantis: The Lost Empire. Michael J. Fox is in it as well. You already said that, yeah. Remember that scene where Michael J. Fox is in the hot tub, and then his his bathing suit fills with air, and then it 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 like it looks like he farts. What? You remember that? It was in the trailer. Of what? Atlantis, the Lost Empire. The cartoon? Yeah. There's a hot tub in that? Yeah, it's weird. There's a hot tub underwater in the Lost City. No, I haven't seen this movie. You never watched that movie? No, it looked boring. When I was a a kid, it looked boring. A lot of people liked that movie. I watched it, not me, Joel. (laughs) I'm melding with Joel. I've been haunting his dreams too much. (laughs) I'm mind-melding him like Spock. Um... But uh, he watched that in a gymnasium. Did you even have kids at that point? Mm, I think so. It was when I was on Survivor, but I don't remember it. I don't. I didn't. That I wasn't with Joel what, when 2000? that happened. I didn't. I wasn't with Joel when that happened. I'm romantically I'm, I'm, with Joel. I'm like in his memories, right? I feel like his memories are my. Are you memories. romantically with Joel? No, I am definitely not. He is. Shacked up with somebody else. Oh. <laughs> I'm. I actually have a wife in Atlantis right now, and I'm hoping Laura Bonham doesn't hear this right now. Oh, great infidelity. <sighs> yes. Well, it is sort of infidelity, but unless you think, you know, oh, if it's in a different element, it doesn't count. Ruby. If you have a, if you have a fish wife underwater, it doesn't count. If you have a human wife on ground. Rupee, I swear to God, if when you leave, Tony shows up, someone's getting he hit. Is, he is going to show Someone up. is getting hit. He's actually here right now. I'm going to leave. Oh, hey, how's it going? Fuck off. What? <laughs> what are you doing here? I don't know. I've been spending all of Rupert's money. You know, we don't need you every week. <laughs> hey, <laughs> Especially the listeners one. of the podcast disagree. <laughs> no, they said that you should still, that you shouldn't permanently be gone they di- we didn't pull them we on need a little team. levity at the end of the episode man <laughs> Which, well you have the same vocabulary as joel i heard them both say it joel and rupee joel and rupee You're, you i don't know i don't know where where one ends and the other begins to be honest you three are saying the same lines hey, well yeah. thanks for popping by anywhere no i got i got stuff to say okay so rupert's making a lot of money underground <laughs> yeah, I know. He's been telling me. I'm in, uh, sorry, under the water. Yep. And I have been pocketing the cash and laundering it. Okay. Into my laundromat business. Right. Yeah. I so think Rupee said that too. What do you mean? About laundromats. Laundry. He had nothing to do with that. He did not say that at all. 
Your mind is warped right now. <laughs> it's what? It's woke? warped. Oh. Yeah, it's a bit too, it's, <laughs> I like woke. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm in with it. Anyway, I guess I can get going if you want, unless you want to hear about the laundromat. No. I may... Okay. All right. Next week, we have plenty of weeks for you to talk about this fucking laundromat. Oh. Why are you so mean? <laughs> Do you have, like, an episode-to-episode mapped out of where you need to hit? I don't know. I mean, it's it's a lot. I, I've been through a lot. I don't even know how big I am anymore, okay? I don't know. I, there was spider Rupert at one point. You remember when Rupert was a spider? Yeah. Well, I, I was living in the back of Rupert's head like Voldemort? I don't actually know how big you are in person because... You were either spy nesting or turning into Ant Man in front of me. Like I have, I, I have on, no. I was on Zoom for a while. I have no real gauge mm-hmm. to your actual height, but I will say that you're Joel size right now. Yes, but yeah, because I'm a shapeshifter now, I, I I don't even know what my actual size is. So you can't get back to your initial height. Well, yeah, I don't remember. I'm sure. I wonder if Ant Man has these problems. I'm he sure. forgets <laughs> if he's big or if he's small. I'm sure there's a Google search away of how tall you actually are. How tall? Yeah, probably. Tony Velachos. Tony Survivor Height. Heritage. No, height. <laughs> we're, lo- we're on Google right now for the people at home. 5'10". Okay. I think you yeah. went a little too tall. Yeah, I'm definitely too tall. I'm I'm fucking eight feet right now. I'm like fucking. That's almost. not Joel's height. I'm almost. That's not Joel's. That height. is Joel's as big as almost. <laughs> okay, goodbye, everyone. All right, bye. See, aren't you glad I went to sleep? I bet you had a good conversation with them. I didn't. I hated it. Were they? They behaved themselves. No, they were extremely offensive. I uh, really. <laughs> I I all of a sudden want to go mini putting, and swimming at the same time. Okay, predictions. Yes, pop of the week. No, I don't know. We Drea. Week. Yeah, Drea. Drea, uh, Drea, Omar. F- I'm not Marianne. Drea, Omar, er, Marianne. Yeah. Um, I guess Romeo kind of saved himself. Romeo did have a lot of content in this episode. because Omar saved yeah. Romeo. Mm-hmm. Okay. But Romeo was willing to give up. He he said he's done. There's no yeah. point of even fighting. Yeah. <laughs> or he's just thinking of playing the shot in the dark like Tori. Okay. And who's going home in your opinion? So the next week on it made it seem like Jonathan. I think that we're gonna see Jonathan definitely win immunity uh from because of that next time on, because there's no way it's gonna be Jonathan. Based off of that. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking that we do get a bit of a mix-up now. And that the numbers can be there for High to go home. I was going to say High, too. I was also yeah, going to say High. It's interesting because, I mean, maybe it could be Mike, too. I don't know. I hope it's not Mike. I hope it's not High. I like them both. I don't know. But what we have with a mix-up is that we can have... Lindsay with Drea, of course. We also have an uh, an old relationship of Drea and Romeo that could be reestablished as well. Sure. I, I want to check in with the people following the fantasy stuff. I'm the only one left from that fantasy draft at the end of the season with four people left. Some people have one people left now. Two people have, One person has two people left. I have four people left. 
it could have been if Romeo and Drea went home tonight, that would have been an even playing field across the board. It would have been everybody on our, our fantasy with two people left. But mm-hmm. now I'm the only one still I still have four people. Yeah. I mean you're still going strong and I think that you had a big episode this week. Uh and you're pretty much a hundred points ahead of me. So yeah. But that is our predictions. What are yours? Let us know. Our social media comment or links are in the description. Uh let us know what you thought of the episode mm-hmm. and don't make it bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and let us know if you are compelled, if you feel um, more qualified to talk about this sort of thing, and think that we fucked up anywhere here. We will. I will. A hundred. I. I promise you. I'll read it on the show, and I'll. I will. Um, apologize if I fucked up. And okay. if you had to choose between Tony or Rupert to permanently die and be off of this podcast, who would you choose? I would choose me, Joel. <laughs> <laughs> You'd choose the, yourself over them. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <gasps> Bye. <laughs>